0: Right moms right happy mother 's day, all you mothers, and thank you for everything that you do uh, it's it, what what just an amazing day it 's an amazing day for me um, uh, for this I think it 's the first time in probably twenty some years that i 've been with my mother six, uh, six years okay you 're ruining my whole thing, mom not playing. So it's okay. So it's been six years since I've been with my mom on Mother's Day. It has been very few in the last 20 some. Okay. There we go. But I'm glad to have my mother here today and, uh, and to be able to celebrate with her. And uh, pretty amazing. We also have this week, uh, we have someone special in the audience as well that has been a mother. I, I, I don't think anyone can probably come even close, um, but actually celebrated a 98th birthday this week. All the way in the back, back there, you got Miss Emma Tormina. And uh, yeah, let's give her a hand. Yes. Yeah. That is Claire Jesso's grandmother and, uh, and Frank's mom, if you know them. Well, h- how long have, has Emma, how, how long have you been a mother? 75 years to be a mom. Wow, that's amazing. Anybody beat that? No, I don't think so. So yeah, pretty amazing, pretty awesome stuff. Um, like I said, you know, it is pretty amazing. It is a day that we get to celebrate mom, and we love to do that around Life Church as well. And I've been blessed uh, to have many great, um, um, to have my mom, my grandmother, have have some amazing ladies in my life um, that influenced me, that had some amazing influence. I remember um, uh, being away at college and uh, be able to go home, and and it, it, this is just kind of a mother's heart. Okay. From my mom. And, uh, you know, we, you know, when you're in college, you're just broke as anything, aren't you? You guys, you know, most people are just like me. I'm sure when you're in college, you just had nothing. Right. And, you know, of course, mom would know that. And she'd send packages every now and then, you know, and make sure we had what we needed. I had what I needed in college. And, um, I remember coming home one time and it's that uh, mom called me back into her bedroom. And um, she got dad. Dad's not in here right now, I don't think. Is he good? So he, he still doesn't have to know this, mom. So very good. Okay, good. Um, you know, so mom calls me in there. Well, mom had been putting back money for a little while, you know, and dad didn't know it. And so she had been taking money out, I think, a grocery money or something. I like that, setting aside a little bit for a while. And then I can't remember what she handed me. But um, it was probably this large sum of money. wasn't? No, it wasn't much, was it? But she, had, but she wanted to take care of me. I was home, and she wanted to make sure that I had a little pocket money to go back to college with. It's just kind of those little things that mamas do, right? They take a little bit out of what they need, and then they make sure that their kids have what they need because that's a little bit more important to us as parents, isn't it? And um, I'll also, I have my mother that would do that, and she's always just invested in me and um, and, and pushed me to be the best that I could be. And I also remember my grandmother. My grandmother... Um, my dad's mom. Uh, very influential as well in my life. And um, I remember in, in college, uh, just an amazing lady that um, I, I, I was always the favorite. I was the oldest, you know, the oldest kid in our house. I was the oldest grandkid. So you guys know how it is to be the oldest, right? You, you just kind of get preferential treatment. My sister's not here today, so I can talk about this as well. So, um, so you know, my, my grandmother, and I was always kind of the preferred one. And, um, and I, when I went away to college, college, I would go to the mail room every Thursday or Friday, and I'd get a letter. And in that letter, Grandma would write me a letter. You, you know, you guys don't know what that is down here, but you know, I'd get, actually get a handwritten letter from Grandma every week, encouraging me while I was in Bible college. And then inside there, I mean, the letter was great, but what was it wasn't even greater. There was a $20 bill inside it every week for four years. It was amazing, you know, to get that. Because back, I mean, you're talking 1992, 93, 94, $20 went a long way back then. Uh, that was my date money. I mean, it was amazing. You know, Stacy and I, we had some great dates at Taco Bell. I mean, it was back then Taco Bell. You you, you could go down there and get, I think it was like 20 cents or 25 cent tacos. It was incredible. You know, we, we'd be able to go on three or four dates, you know, in a week. It was great. But, um, you know, just had some amazing, uh, between my mom, my granddaddy, Mother, God gave me a great mother-in-law and um, just amazing there. Uh, and today's the day that we get to celebrate mom. So if you're not with your mother today, make sure you call your mom and celebrate her. You know, today, though, you know, we're we going to be talking about just moms, okay? Uh, o- over the next few moments, you know, we're not, I'm not going to give you a sermon on 52 ways that you can be a better mother or anything like that, okay? You know, I'm not a mom. I've never been a mom, never will be a mom. So I don't know that I can give you a whole lot of great mom, mom advice, okay? So, but with that, we are going to talk about relationships, though. It kind of apply to all of us. Because I think there's something that all of us, um, want is we, we all want influence, right? Or, or, or we all have influence and we all have influence that can either be good or bad or, 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 or whatever. And not, not in, in all of our relationships that we have, you know, something that all of us have here this morning is that, and you might be thinking, well, you don't have influence over anyone at anywhere at any time, but, I, but I'll tell you this, if you're in relationship with people in any way, shape, or form, which I believe everybody in here is, right, then you have the ability to influence and be influenced. Today being Mother's Day, moms and dads or those that are going to be parents one day or hope to be, you either have or will have influence in the life of a child. And, and how you use that influence will greatly affect them. You know, today we're, we're going to go back and we're, we're going to look at several passages in the Bible in the Old Testament, and it was going all the way back to the time of the kings. Uh, and, and I want you to follow with me as we move through several texts here quickly and see if you can pick up on a common theme. So if you open up the book of second, Chronicles, that's all the way back towards the beginning of the Bible area right there. So all the way back to 2 Chronicles, and we, it'll be on the screen as well there. And uh, we're going to start in chapter 24. We're going to and, and read here in verse 1 and 2. It says, Joash was seven years old when he began to reign. Could you imagine becoming king at seven? That's, that's pretty incredible. It says, And he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. And Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. Pretty cool. Go to Second Chronicles 25. and We're, we're going to jump up to the next chapter. And it says, Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoiadan of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Let's go to Second Chronicles 26. It says, Uzziah was 16 years old when he had began to reign. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He set himself to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord... God made him prosper. Let's go to the next chapter, 27. It says, Jotham was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, uh, the daughter of Zadok. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord according to all that his father Uzziah had done. Let's go to the next chapter. Let's go to 29. It says, Hezekiah began to reign when he was 25 years old, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, had done. Let's jump back to chapter 22. It says, Ahaziah was 22 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Adaliah, the grandmother of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor in doing wickedly. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Second Chronicles 33, one last passage right here. It says, Amen was 22 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned two years in Jerusalem. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, as Manasseh, his father, had done. Do you kind of see what I saw looking through those passages? Do, 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 do you see what I saw? There's the power of influence right here. What jumped off the pages several years ago to me, re- reading through the Chronicles there, this, this, this recurring theme of these Kings. And, and, and there are many, many more examples. If you go through, you know, uh, uh, Chronicles and then the book first and second Kings, when it talks about, uh, these different Kings as they began their reign, there began, there, there was this, there seemed to be this common thread that was kind of weaved there into the scripture. And it was really the power of influence really jumped off the page to me the influence of parents that had a huge impact on their children, right? What happened with, the, with their kids is they replicated what they saw. And this is just a few examples, just like we said. We, we, we could have gone on and on and on with several more examples here. And it, it, it not, not only in our relationship with kids, but, but there's also kind of like a leadership lesson in this as well. You know, because what people see, they will replicate, right? What people see, they will replicate. The principle flows to several aspects of life, and it overflows into our relationships and all of our relationships, not just the parenting relationship. So the question needs to be for all of us today. How are we influencing others? Because all of us really are influencing, aren't we, in some ways, whether it's good or bad or or, or somewhere in between. We are having an influence in the lives of people, or we are being influenced by others. When it comes to influence, some, you you realize we, we influence some by what we say, but we influence more by what we do. Do you realize that, you know, if it it would for, for me as a pastor and a leader, if everything I ever taught was just, just words, if my life didn't back up what I taught, then nobody would show up each and every week. Right. And rightfully so what we say has to be backed up because what we back up really has to match. I've learned this as a leader over the last several years and even more so as a dad for the last 25 years. I can't believe I've been a dad for 25 years now, almost. Just crazy. So if we influence the most by what we do, then that means that we should try harder to get everything right, correct? No, I don't don't know that that's the answer either. I don't know that that's what we wanna strive for is just to try, 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 try harder because that's what religion says we should do, right? Religion says that we should try our hardest to do the right things, and that we always are trying to do the right things on the external and not really getting down to really the core things. That is also uh, what, you know, it it also just seems to be kind of the natural response for us, isn't it? When we don't get something right, we think, well, I just gotta try better next time. I gotta try better, I gotta try better. And then it becomes all about what we can do. But if you want to have lasting influence, it has to flow from a healthy heart. As Uzziah, we have one of the passages we read there, found out, a healthy heart comes from seeking after the things of God. He said here, Uzziah said, it said about him, it said that he set himself to seek God. It's kind of like he set his sails, he set his direction to seek God. But if you want things to be right on the outside, to have the right influence for what we say, to have those things backed up, we, in essence, really have to be right on the inside. Who God calls the wisest man to ever live, Solomon, the son of David, said this in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. He says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. It all begins in your heart. And then everything else in life just is an overflow of that. Jesus would later expound upon this in Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. And Jesus said this He said, The good person out of the good treasures, treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. And listen to this it says for the for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks You see that the correlation Jesus made that our actions are really determined by what's on the inside by what's inside of our hearts so in essence, Jesus saying in, 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 in Proverbs, there in Luke and then Solomon, all the way back there, the wisest man to ever lived, letting us know that we need to quit trying just to fix the outside when the internal is all messed up. But why do we just focus on the outside and not take the look inward? Well, it's typically because it's a whole lot easier to fix the external than it is to fix the real problem and get down to the root of things. That gets a little bit messier right there when we got to look in a mirror and we got to really do some examination and we got to look down inside and figure out why do I actually do the things that I do? Why do I respond the way that I respond in life? Because it all goes to this whole thing of influence and the power of influence. And we, we, we've got to make sure the right things are inside so that they it's a natural wellspring of life that that, that just flows out of us. It made me, you know, it's a, of us so many times just trying to fix the outside of things and not get to the inside reminded me of uh, in uh, 1997 or 98, Stacy and I bought our first house and up in the Detroit area, up in Taylor, Michigan. And we paid $79,000 for our first house. Boy, those were the days, wasn't it? Um, And um, we bought that first place. The house was built in the 50s, right after World War II. It was a little brick ranch, had a full basement and everything. It was only 992 square feet. And uh, so, they're on the main level, but then it had a full basement as well. Uh, But with that, uh, I I, I, (laughs) got... our bathroom, our upstairs bathroom. And some of you may remember bathrooms like this. You walked in and it was all pink. You guys ever seen anything like that where the tiles were pink, the tub was pink, the commode was pink, everything was pink. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, everything, it was pink, 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 you know? Well, we walked in there well above the shower area, there was mold. And I'd get in there, and I'd clean the mold up, you know. And, um, and then I bought the really good paint, that Zinser paint, right, that, that's supposed to cover it up and clean it up and everything good. So I cleaned it as good as I could and put Zinsser paint on it, thinking, okay, I'm good to go now. Well, what happened in about another month or so again? Have you guys ever done that before, tried to cover up something like that? Next thing you know, I got more mold. So I think, okay, I just didn't put enough paint on it, right? Next thing I know, I'm putting more, cleaning it up, putting more paint on. What happens again? It keeps coming back. And I, we keep put more paint. I don't know how many coats of paint I had on that thing. Um, we ended up selling it. I never fixed it, you know, because the actual fix of the problem was to rip everything out and to put new sheetrock up there and put the right kind of sheetrock to get rid of the problem on the inside. And all I was trying to do was just cover up the outside of the problem. Here this morning, you know, if you want to have a positive impact and influence on others, whether it's your kids or your family or your friends or your neighbors, whoever, you, whoever, you have to be willing to fix the inside, the, the, the issues on the inside to fix the real issues and they are rooted deeper than the external. Let me give you an example. You know, Have you ever known someone that, that, that is angry? You ever known someone who's just angry and you look at, man, they're always just blowing off the top, you know, no matter what it is, they're just ready to spout off and everything, right? Well, a lot of times people are like, man, he's got anger. He's got to fix his anger. Well, you know, the way to fix anger is not, you know, anger really isn't the problem. There's something deeper rooted that always fuels those things. It always fuels, there's always something that is fueling those outward responses, and so when we walk alongside people, you, they, you might hear us uh, use this phrase, and you, and you see it on shirts around here and everything. It's kind, of, well, it's something that, that is kind of in our DNA here at Life Church, and um, it, it, it says, "Don't waste your pain." And then when when it talks about, because all all of us have pain points in life, right? We all have things that that have happened in life. And then what we do with that, if we want to, we can either bury it or we can deal with it and we can be better. You know, there's also the other aspect of, um, uh, we always tell people this as well, is when we sit down and talk with people is that you cannot heal what you cannot feel, and a lot of times we don't want to feel because if we go to the field, then we actually got to get that, dig down in and get down to the root of things and fix that because when we, it, until you fix the inside, nothing will ever change on the outside for the long term. You might be able to mask it for a while when we're talking about influence though today because we want to have a positive influence and boy it was just so evident there when, we, when you walk through those uh, scriptures there with those kings man they, they, those that had a good mom and a godly mom and a godly dad man the Bible says man that king he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and then you see a few of those right there man those that man it, I thought it was just so tragic on the one where, where, where it says that his mom was the one who instructed him to do wickedly Could you imagine having a mom like that saying, yeah, just go and do that wicked thing, whatever that is, whatever that meant in that that time, whatever he's doing. You know, the, the power of influence that you see right there. I believe everyone in here today or watching online would want to have good influence on others, especially in the lives of the ones that you love the most whether it be your kids or your friends, your relatives, your family, in those relationships, where there are two things, two things that will will ruin your influence in the lives of others. And that's these things, control and actions, control and actions, being a control freak, and then letting your actions back up what you say. The best way to short-circuit your influence in, in your kids' lives or in the relationships around you is to be a controlling person or let your behavior not match the words that come out of your mouth. And when we live out of those two places, you know what we're not doing? We're not living in a loving way towards people, towards others. Because, you know, whenever we try to control things, all we do is just kind of really lose control, right? And control is not loving. Moms, dads, as as your kids grow, what they need is they need you to be that influence in their life, and influence and, and have that influence that flows from a healthy place, from a right heart. Stacy and I haven't always gotten it right. You know, we we have four girls, and uh, three of them, you know, nineteen, twenty-one, and twenty-four, and um, you know, then we got little Molly about to be nine. But we haven't always gotten it right. We have gotten seemed like a whole lot more wrong than what we actually did do right. But with our older kids, we've, we, we, we just have this incredible relationship with because we, we've learned that over time, you know, with, and, and we got this span now in our household between Molly and then Hannah being the next one here at 19 of, you know, Molly needs a little bit more control from mom and dad, right? Molly can't take care of Molly at this point. And so, you know, she can now, it's been so nice. She's actually learned how to actually go get some chicken nuggets and put it in the microwave. And she can make herself a little meal, you know, press that one and it's done. You know, she's good to roll, you know. But overall, Molly has to have a little bit more control in life right now as a third grader. But over time, we want to, there has to be those times in in our parenting or in relationships where we go from control to influence, and that's where we want to be. And right there's where, where Stacy and I have gotten to with our older kids that we are so thankful for that, that we're able to sit across the table or, or sit on a, fo- a FaceTime call and where our kids will call and be like, okay, what do I do with this? And this is going on in life. And we're able to just really sit down and have these conversations because they actually want to hear from us. Which is a pretty cool thing, and and that transition from control to influence, and it's a slow thing that happens over time because you want to get to the point to where you have influence. You don't want to just be out the door and gone, right? So you want to have that influence, you know, to have influence in their lives. So the theme, you know, the theme for this year at Life Church has been change, and 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 just maybe the change. Maybe the change that needs to start happening needs to be focusing not on the externals, but on really what is going on inside to fix those things so that we can have the right influence in the lives of others. As we're winding this down here this morning, let me remind you what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6. Jesus said, There, he said, The good person. Out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, out of the abundance of what is inside. So let, let me challenge you. What is, what is going on inside? What are you placing inside? What are you allowing to happen inside? Are, are, are you dealing with what's going on inside? Because that's what's going to come out eventually. And what comes out is either going to allow you to have the positive influence or it's going to have the opposite. What kind of influence do you want to have on the lives of others? You know, Jesus, Jesus, though, he wants to be the catalyst for change in your life. He wants to be that catalyst for change. And if you already have a relationship with Jesus this morning and you've chosen to follow him, You know what? He wants to walk with you on this journey of looking inward and and getting to a good place internally, getting to a healthy spot there. Jesus wants to be that catalyst for change in order for you to be better. And if you've never chosen to follow Jesus with your life, this is where the change really begins begins by recognizing who he is and what he did for you and that he loves you more than anything in spite of who you are inside, and in spite of those actions, and in spite of those things. God doesn't judge you based upon that. God judged you worthy of his love and he went to the cross for you. He gave us his son, Jesus. And Jesus loves you so much that he went to a cross and gave his life so that all of us in the whole world would have the opportunity to have a relationship with him. It's an incredible thing, how much God loves us. That's the starting point of this inward change that we're talking about. Man, there's nothing more in my life that I wanna have a positive influence on people. I wanna have a godly influence on people. I I wanna continue to have a godly influence on my kids. I wanna make an impact on not only them, but one day I'm gonna have grandkids and that's gonna be pretty cool too, right? Like I'm jealous of my brother in law. He's got grandkids coming like crazy these days, it seems like, right? I wanna, you know, it's gonna be and I'm not in a rush rush, girls, okay? Um, but um yeah. It'll happen when it happens. But I wanna have influence in their life. I want I want I wanna leave a legacy for them to follow. A legacy that they can step into and just keep the charge going and Pointing people, loving people to Jesus and and living relationship and they're in a healthy way. Them understanding they're not going to get everything right, but that's okay. But just to work to be better and figure out what all's going on, right? For out of the heart, that's where everything starts from. So let me ask you, how how is your heart today? How's your heart? What's going on inside? Start there. Don't start on the outside. Start inside there, because you know who's really going to take notice? It's going to be those that know you best. Whether it's your kids, or your spouse, or your, those friends, those those people there in your inner circles. They're going to know whether it's real or not. How is it with you today? With heads bowed and eyes closed. God, we love you so much. God, we're thankful for mothers. We're thankful for Oh, Lord, the influence, Lord, that, um, uh, Lord that, that you allow us to have in the lives of others, God, because of really relationship. God, I pray that we'd have a church filled with people, Lord, that lead from a healthy spot. Lord, they know what it is to do some inward looking and to look, be able to look in a mirror and say, Ooh, I don't like what I see there and I want to be better. God, I pray that, um, Lord, that we would leave a positive influence, a godly influence on others. God, I pray that, um, uh, Lord, that, that, that you would give the faith and the courage, Lord, throughout this place, God, for people to be willing to do the work to, uh, to, to take that inward look. And God, if there's someone here today who's never trusted you, who's never started a relationship with you, God, I pray that you'd give them the faith to do that today. Jesus name with heads bowed and eyes closed if that's you today and you want to start a relationship with Jesus man no greater time to do that than today this morning right here or watching online on Mother's Day to make Mother's Day 2022 the day that marks the day that everything began to change you know maybe you're here today and you are ready to say yes to Jesus ready to follow him to step across that line of faith let me remind you God loves you so so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you so that you could have life. Man, God loves you in spite of you. He knows everything about you and he still loves you anyway. That's amazing. If that's you and you wanna say yes to Jesus and start this relationship with him, you can do that right there in your seat or watching where you're watching from. Just in the the attitude of your heart, just, just say these words, pray this prayer. Say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm messed up. I'm lost without you. Thank you for Jesus and the sacrifice he made for me. I want to say yes to you today. I want to follow you with my life. Take me, make me yours. Amen. If that's you out there today and you made that decision, man, we'd want to do nothing more than to celebrate that with you. Man, come see us afterwards. Fill that card out, that connection card. Drop that out there. Let us know about these decisions because there's nothing greater than knowing Jesus. I love you, Life Church.